Dusty, what's the one book you can always find in our car when we're on a trip? Honestly, Mike, it is usually a Moon travel guide. That's right. Moon is our favorite travel guidebook publisher because not only are they a source for ethical travel and the best ways to get away, but their books also are packed full of information on everything from sites to see, trails to hike, restaurants, and lodging, all from real authors who are local to the areas they're writing about. That's right. And we're so excited that this year we are again partnering with Moon Travel Guides. Ready to cross something off your travel bucket list in 2024? Have a lot of great ideas for trips, but don't know how to get started or keep your itinerary organized? Wherever your wanderings might take you or inspire you to go, Moon Travel has you covered. Moon Travel is the travel guidebook publisher for ethical travel. Don't spend months trying to craft the perfect getaway when you can do it all with Moon. Whether you're headed abroad, planning to take to the open road, or want to wander the trails of a national park, make sure to pack a Moon Travel Guide with you. Through the end of 2024, our listeners can get 20% off any Moon Travel Guide when they use the code GAZE20 at checkout. That's amazing. And that is code GAZE24, G-A-Z-E-2-4 for 20% off any Moon travel guide in Moon's entire library. And that is just for our listeners, and you cannot find that anywhere else. Be sure to visit Moon.com. Head to our show notes and check it out and see Moon's entire collection of travel guidebooks. Hello, and welcome to Trail Mix by Gaze at the National Parks. I'm Dusty. And I'm Mike. Trail Mix is our smaller format episodes between our larger format episodes. If you're joining us for the first time, Trail Mix episodes cover an array of topics, from things that are happening in the national parks, to side ventures that have happened while we've traveled, to just things that are generally going on in the world. And today's Trail Mix is all about what could be on your Kauai bucket list. We recently went to the two national parks in Hawaii. We went to Hawaii Volcanoes National Park and Haleakala National Park. And then we were able to spend some time on Kauai, which also offers an array of beautiful things to do. And so this episode is all about some things to put on your Kauai bucket list when you head to Hawaii. So in Hawaii, there are a few major islands. There's Big Island, Oahu, Maui, Molokai, and Kauai. These are sort of the the biggest ones that get the most uh, tourist attraction. There are many, many, many other islands as part of the chain of islands that make up Hawaii. Mm -hmm. But those are the major ones that people visit most of the time. And when we were planning this trip to Hawaii, what I was told most often when I was talking to other people about Hawaii, they were like, all of the islands are so beautiful, but don't miss Kauai. It's the smallest, but it is so worth seeing. The smallest of like the major tourist destinations. Of the major tourist yeah. destination islands. We did spend the most of our time on Kauai, and I feel like we got a lot out of it. And part of that was because we had the time, but part of it was also because we had some excellent guides. One of those guides was your stepmom, Melissa. Yeah, my dad and Melissa met us on Kauai, and they had been many times before. One of those guides that she brought along was a pretty fantastic book. The book is called The Ultimate Kauai Guidebook. It's a blue book. The subtitle is Kauai Revealed. It is by Andrew Doughty, D-O-U-G-H-T-Y. And the photographer for the book is Leona Boyd. It is in its ninth edition. 
So they just keep rewriting and rewriting this book, right and left, and people keep buying it. But I feel like Melissa had mentioned that there were other books. This is a series. They have them for other islands of Hawaii, too. And so this really gave us a lot of insight. I do think, though, you know, minus the book, Melissa had a lot of information already kind of like piled in there and she was just being she was able to say oh we should do this thing and we probably could have very easily looked it up on our phones because she had she had been a multitude of times at this point i do think it is worth mentioning there was a period of time where they did try and get this book banned right like the because they thought like it was um making or encouraging Kauai to become too touristy so they were trying to um yeah get rid of this blue book series yeah so um i mean i guess i understand that no i totally do i feel like it really does give you the perspective of a local and Kauai is so small i think that you know just like living in a vacation destination it has to be frustrating to constantly be inundated with tourists all the time it's living in New Jersey by the beach, it's not the same thing, but I can understand that influx of people coming in kind of year round for them on Kauai. But here during the summer, it gets to be a little crazy. Um, So I totally get it. So Kauai is broken into many tiny, smaller towns. And there's one major road that goes basically around the perimeter of Kauai. And that's the road you take to get basically everywhere. If you, when you land at the airport in Lahue, in Kauai, you can rent a car. Mm-hmm. If you are like all of the other tourists that we saw on Kauai, then you're probably going to rent a white <laughs> Jeep. Yeah, or some derivative of a Jeep, I don't whatever know color you want. who came up with the idea that renting a white Jeep is part of the Hawaiian experience, but it seems that somebody said it once and everybody listened. Yeah. Because everybody was driving white Jeeps. Not us, though. I mean, Hawaii technically could be called, like, white Jeeps and chickens. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, that could be the tagline for Hawaii. Yeah. So... Um, probably not going to change their state motto to that, though. Probably not. Yeah. Probably not. You get in a car and you get on this highway and, you know, you had either in one direction or the other direction. Um, We headed north, so we turned right. There are all these tiny towns that just are along the way. Yeah. And from that major road, you can see a lot, but driving into those towns is what will offer you more to see. Yeah, more to see, more to do. You'll get closer to, like, the edge and the shore, so you'll be able to, like see even more picturesque views. Yeah. We stayed in the town of... Kilauea. Kilauea. Yep. Which is also the name of a caldera in Hawaii Volcanoes Mm -hmm. National Park. But there were lots of things to do right around there. Yeah, there were plenty of things. One town that was also close um, on our first day that we ventured into was Hanalei. And that had like kind of like a thriving food truck culture there. And that was sort of on the way to the Kalalau Trail. So when we were doing like our scouting mission before we hiked that day, we definitely spent some time there. There's also a lot of little shops. There is a church like on the outskirts of Hanalei that has a farmer's market like on Saturdays and Sundays. So there are a lot of like little things to do around there. There was also a place to 
rent paddle boards and kind of like paddleboard or kayak through the waterways that are right there. There was a dock, I believe, and Melissa had told us about. We didn't end up getting down to the dock um, or to the pier. That's part of the culture of that town as well. We really spent, I think, most of our time there when we were on the island because it offered a lot of things that were very close, but we drove through a lot of the other smaller towns on our way to places. Hanali is also where Puff the Magic Dragon is from. Right. Puff the Magic Dragon lived by the sea and frolicked in the autumn mist. I don't know. In a land called Hanali. Oh, right. Yeah. Or Hanalei. Or Hanalei. Yeah. It's, I, we've heard both pronunciations. Yeah. But one of the first things that we did when we picked up your dad and Melissa from the airport was drive up to Waimea Canyon. Yes, we did. Right. So this is a thing that you definitely should do while you're on Kauai. It's a thing that we did twice because of circumstances that were out of our control, i.e. the weather. But it is a pretty incredible thing to do. And we wish that we had some more time on our second time up because that's when we really got to do a hike. Um, But it was a great adventure on the way up because we stopped along the way at some specific spots. Um, Dusty, what was one of those spots that we stopped at? Well, one of the spots we stopped at, well, it was a, it's technically called a blowhole, but that wasn't the name of it. The title of it was called... Spouting Horn. Spouting Horn. Yep. And so it's just this spot, like, right when, like, the the water meets the edge of the shore, and, like, this water just explodes out of this blowhole. Well, it's, like, driven up, like, from under. It's basically, like, the water is carved out, like a cave underneath. And right. so the water kind of just, like gets forced as the waves crash like or come into the edge of the island forced and and then up so it's kind of like a mini geyser not geyser yes yeah yes yeah. and there were a bunch of um there was a big flea market there there was a big flea market there mm-hmm. and that is when i learned about the shells from the island of nihau and how deeply precious they are and how unbelievably expensive they are. Yeah, it was a pretty big sticker shock, I think. <laughs> yeah. I Well, these shells are considered like a precious gemstone because they're so small. It takes an artist years or months to make like one necklace right. because they have to wait for the shells to arrive on the shore. Right. There's, I believe the vendor of those items was like, there's this like undersea canyon that's between Mau- um, between Kauai and Nihau. And so like, the shells kind of get trapped there and then trans like they have their transit over to Nihau eventually. Um, and that's like a big part of the journey for them. But we also talked a little bit about the fact that she gave us a little bit more information about Nihau, which we would f- come to discover a little bit more later, which is kind of fascinating in that it is kind of like a secluded, closed off island. It's something that she was like, oh yeah, like no one goes there. And this like sparked our curiosity for sure. But it was these, these necklaces were so unbelievably beautiful but very, very expensive. Yes. And she did say there is a group of people that do still live on Nihau. Mm -hmm. And then there's an army reserve base that's there or something. Yeah, something like that. But we learned a little bit more about the family and the facts, the family that owns the island. And it's very interesting history. You could do a deep dive. It is, yeah. It's a real deep dive kind of thing. But yeah, there was like a little vendor flea market there um, which we stopped at and then we we didn't spend too long there before we headed off and continued our drive to the canyon 
something but also on the way there we stopped at this beach yeah we stopped at this beach called shipwreck beach it's right near the grand hyatt it's famous for cliff diving or cliff jumping there is a beach that's right at the edge of the actual property for the hotel that i think anybody can access because we drove yeah, right up to totally it totally for all of the yeah. beaches in hawaii none of them are private right and that's the one thing that the blue book kind of gives you like oh there's this great beach right here you should go to this beach like, yeah I feel like and that's you can like, like jump yeah. off of rocks yeah here. and you can jump yeah. off of rocks and this is one of those places where rock cliff jumping was like a really big thing. So basically there is a cliff that juts out. You have to like walk up like a pretty far distance before you're there to be able to jump off of it. But there were people cliff diving. I believe your dad told me that someone at, I think at sunset every day goes up and like they have like a big conch shell horn and they blow the horn like at sunset there. Oh. Did you hear that story? Oh, I forgot that. No, yeah. So it's it's a popular spot as well, which was pretty cool. And it wasn't the first time that we were at a cliff jumping or cliff diving um, place on the island, um, but that would come later in our journey. So after that, we basically just drove up to the canyon. And driving up the canyon is it's a little windy, and it's certainly you know you're going uphill. I definitely felt like nauseous the entire way up mm. not because your dad's driving at this point because he jumped in and you know was the pilot uh-huh. but i just it is kind of very I windy no problem and up with and down. his driving no 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 not with his driving yeah oh is there an underscore there to that his isn't there always yeah there is mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. that's right um, he took his curves like a pro mm-hmm. so Anyway, going up the to the canyon, there are different pull-offs you can you can go up mm-hmm. to, and um, one of the pull-offs is for Kalalau Beach. Like you can pull off, like it's at the very top. Yeah, but you can pull off and basically look down onto Kalalau Beach. Yeah, and you can see the beach where you would end up at if you complete the Kalalau Trail. Right. So we did this. We pulled off and we walked out and we looked down. However, we could not see anything. No. Because... Because uh, of clouds. Because of cloud we coverage. We were livering in the clouds. We livering. were just <laughs> looking at fog. Yeah. It was interesting, though, because being so far high up, we we were seeing mostly just clouds. But then every now and again, like the clouds would blow away and you'd see more of the like the walls. Just the a little walls, bit more. But yeah. never far enough down. Never you could far hear, enough down. You could hear the boats. You could hear helicopters because we were at that level. And obviously, if you book a helicopter tour, you're paying for that helicopter tour and you're going on it. So um, we did not. Do we did that. not. Do no, that. no, no. But you could hear all that. So. Melissa had told us that, unfortunately, it's dodgier to go up to the canyon in the afternoon because it's most likely to be cloud-covered. Yeah. So she was like, you guys have to go. She's like, we'll still, like, drive around a little up here. We did pull off at one other spot, which we would return to, like, on our last day because there are some other pretty great overlooks from there, one into the canyon and then one looking out to Nihau. And, again, cloud cover. Cloud cover. But, um... It was really cool to go up there and it was kind of nice to have gone up because we did go back. We did return to the canyon after stopping at that one overlook. We just kind of hopped back in the car and headed off and continued our adventures for the day. But we did come back to the canyon and we, our flight out of Kauai was like late on like a Sunday evening. 
It was the Monday evening. Monday evening. Yes. Um, so we did. We had have a lot of time that day. that day. So we drove ourselves up to the canyon really early, and it was like eleven mile. Right. It was a pretty long drive from Lahui. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. A, it's like a one hour and change drive up yeah. to the canyon from. Yeah the airport yeah on our return to the canyon we drove up to the top and there's a trail near where that overlook was for right. the Kalalau beach no it wasn't there it was oh in it was one other lot stop where we were able to see Nihau and oh the, it's that yeah. stop yeah and that was right. the canyon trail we didn't have a ton of time just because we needed to also check out of the hotel and do all that stuff and we hadn't checked out because we figured We'd hike a little bit. We'd want to shower. Because we got out early. Yeah. Because we were hiking early and often that That's day. That's right. So we headed out of the hotel and we drove back up to the canyon to this canyon trail. Yeah. Now, the trail was great. It, it was, was steep. Steep. And when you were walking out to the canyon, you're going downhill the whole way. Yes. So you have driven all the way uphill to then hike downhill. And it's a lot of it is like very much so tree covered. Like I felt like I was in under the umbrella tree hiking through this. It was also the old trope of everything we had experienced on the island. Very slick because it had and you know, wet and wet. The canyon mm-hmm. had experienced, you know, a lot of rain. The island itself had gotten a lot of rain. So it was a little treacherous on the way down. It was a little treacherous. We had to be careful where we were putting our feet on the way down. Mm-hmm. It was about two miles and change. We couldn't hike the whole thing because we didn't have the time. So we got to, there is, you can hike the whole thing. And then there's like a pretty fantastic overlook that is a little further down into the canyon. So we were able to get to that point. We were hiking with a, a family. I believe they were French um, and so we both got there at the same time. We, you know, took photos for each other. Um, and we were able to like get a really beautiful, you know, view of the canyon. It wasn't as far down as we would have liked to have gone, but we were crunched for time. So we kind of made the most of what we could. The one cool thing is that we saw, do you remember all the mountain goats we saw? Oh my God. Yes. Yeah. I took video of them. Yeah. There were so many mountain goats right there on the, uh, right there on the canyon wall. And yeah, we stood at the canyon for a little while, like just looking out into it. And you could kind of see where like the rest of the trail was over to the side uh, where you would go if you were to continue Mm -hmm. on. Uh, But this was a great trail and I totally recommend it. Yeah, I wish we had had more time to hike into the canyon and do some of the other trails because there's a lot of this is a state park or it's a park on Kauai. Yeah, it's a Kauai, Kauai park, but it's a state park. There was so much there. Like this would have been like in and of itself. If you didn't do any other, you know, hiking, this would be a great place to go to do a lot of hiking. So definitely a recommended thing. Wish we had more time for it. I Maybe on our return at some on point. On our return yeah. when we finish the Kalalau Trail. Right, exactly. Another thing that we would recommend on the island of Kauai is in the town of Kilauea. There is what looks like a mini golf course but it is actually a botanical garden when you play through this mini golf course it is showing you all of the different various plants and endemic plants to hawaii and you're learning all about it as you play through yeah it's actually pretty cool too because you get the history of the island as well um and or history of the island chain so it's really interesting to learn about everything from james cook's um failed adventure to hawaii um, to the ratio of 
different nationalities that have settled on the island, which was pretty fascinating too, um, to learn how, you know, World War II touched the island and how the sway of immigration to Kauai changed then. So it was a really cool look into the history and not only the physical history, but the um, botanical history of the island as well. And the official name of this place is called Kauai Miniature Golf and Botanical Gardens. So we we did this early in the trip. It was, I think, the day after we had hiked the Kilalao Trail just to have like a little bit of a relaxing morning. Um, And this was kind of before your dad and Melissa got in. So we were able to play a nice round of mini golf. But we also noticed two things. There was a farmer's market right there, too. This was kind of like a community park. It was pretty cool. There was a chocolate tour right across the way. There was like a spot for a farmer's market, which basically looked like it was happening every day. We met some lovely people. They asked us to take their photo. And they were like, thank you guys so much. They're like, here, try this um, fruit. Do you remember what the fruit was? Oh, was it mango? No, it wasn't mango. What was it was that? like a tiny, it almost looked like a nut and you broke into it and it had like a white like, oh, flesh yes. on the inside. It wasn't jackfruit. It was lychee. Yeah, I had never had it before, but it, it was, was so really, really good. good. Yes, yeah. things not to miss. No. Just don't miss any of the fruits in Kauai. No, or on Hawaii in general. Yes. Yeah. But there was also this other thing that we were very interested about. So the mini golf building itself had a lot of information about this hike like when we were leaving they had these like bagged kits for like here's a kit for the hike like it's got a snickers bar and like a juice box and like whatever in it and so we asked them like what hike are you talking about and they were talking about the waikoa loop trail it is a 4.5 mile trail and it's it's mostly flat but um it's essentially a tour through all of these trees behind this botanical garden. Right, and they're mahogany trees. I think it's the world's, correct me if I'm wrong, I'm pretty sure it's the world's largest mahogany grove. It is the largest mahogany plantation in North America. I thought so. This was a pretty great thing to do. This was also something we did. Was this on our last day we had this? We did this on our last day. So So we did the canyon in the morning. We showered. We came back to the hotel, showered, checked out, put everything in the rental car. And then we went and did a whole bunch of other things that we hadn't got to do yet, including um, the Waikoa Waikoa Loop Trail, which was beautiful and absolutely worth doing. Remember there were all these signs on the trail that were like, it was like a sentence. They like, so it was was kind of like riddle, but it was also like riddles too. Yes. They had like broken up a riddle into like a series of like seven or eight signs. So as you're walking, it was like the cat and the boy, and then you would have to like walk into the next like you know 50 feet and then there was another sign that continued the story so this was like a a weird kind of kitschy thing but it it actually kind of kept you entertained along the route but you're walking through and you're seeing so much of the landscape too in the distance you are kind of close to people's land so sometimes you're like behind somebody's house or near a ranch but it was like a very tranquil kind of like beautiful way to end our time like on the island as far as hiking goes. Um, And we had done so much of it. You know, that's the thing about Kauai. I think a lot of people probably just go to enjoy the beauty of the island itself and the beaches. 
And I'm sure that they also do some of these things because there is so much to do on this tiny island. But um, there is so much to do on this tiny island. Um, There's so much hiking and there's so much to experience. So, you know, I think when we first planned the National Parks trip and we thought, you know, oh, well, maybe we'll just do Kauai. And I can understand why that was thrown out there because there is so much to do. Obviously, we're really glad and grateful that we were able to take, you know, have the time to take the trip to volcanoes and Haleakala. But Kauai's got a lot going on. It's got a lot going on. Another thing that definitely is on the Kauai bucket list is a boat tour of the Nepali coast. Yeah. So the Nepali coast is, uh, the Kalalau Trail goes through the Nepali coast. Mm-hmm. It's the section of Kauai that does not have a road. Yeah. Because uh, this the road that goes around Kauai is not a complete circle. And the open space in there in that circle is the Nepali coast. And it is not to be missed. And no. being able to see it from a boat is so... That's something I'll never forget in my yeah. life. So um, there are many, 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 many companies that do boat tours of the Nepali coast. So just look some up read some reviews and then um and then head out uh and then pick one um the our boat tour was fantastic yeah we had these two beautiful gentlemen who were leading <laughs> our boat tour you know they had done it for years and years and years but yeah they were super informed about you know not just uh you know all of the things that we were looking at on the boat tour but also um, the island know, itself. The really. island itself and yeah. how, you know, the history of it and how people started to become aware of it and how tourists started to visit us. Yeah. What I really liked about this boat tour was being able to, like, get close to the Kalalau Beach that we had not gotten close to, you know, the day before. Right. Or a few days before. Or two days before when we had hiked the Kalalau Trail. Um, but we were now able to see the beach from the boat. Right. And that wasn't even the most stunning thing. The way that the shoreline is, is it's kind of like this undulating shoreline. There are these spots where water has completely eroded and there's a sea cave um, that they would take us into. And we saw um, monk seal there. That was so cool. These spots where it's like a completely eroded space that has like an island in the middle. It's like an oculus on the top and there's like an island in the middle. And one of the boat tour guides said that he had taken, I forget, was it a celebrity or it may not have been a celebrity, but they'd taken someone somewhere out there and they had gotten married on this like rock tiny little rock there was a wedding right there yeah and they had all the boats just surrounded it for the wedding party it was just it was really really incredibly fascinating to be able to see this from a different perspective um there were probably like i want to say like 12 people on the tour in total like that includes us and then plus two plus the um the captains that were there the two um, semen that were there and we were sitting next to a couple that was on their honeymoon and one of the spots that we had taken out we were really close to the Kalalau beach there is this almost like there's this arch that is like eroded away in the rock and this couple that was with us had said 
that they had done a helicopter tour the day before of the coast and the helicopter company had told them that they actually used to do like stunts for movies where the helicopter would fly under this arch. Like it was like a tight space. So it was pretty, a very interesting story to hear. And also I was like, wow, you did a helicopter tour and a boat tour. That's pretty incredible. He also referenced the film, the perfect getaway in his tour. Yes. The perfect getaway, which is a thriller suspense um, film that takes place on the Kalalau trail. Totally worth seeing. I still have not seen it yet. You need to see that. I know. Mm-hmm. Um, and you then, can rent it on iTunes. I know, I know. I think the one cool thing, or not that the rest of the boat tour wasn't cool, but at the end, as we were getting closer to coming back, um, we were able to snorkel for a little while. Snorkeling with sea turtles. Which was unexpected. Totally. Oh. There were like three of them right around where we were. Yeah. That was so cool. That was really cool. Um, we were able to, we were like right above a reef. We saw some really amazing tropical fish. Melissa had her waterproof camera with her. Yeah, we were able to take some photos under the water. Um, and we were out there for, I don't know, I think like a half hour probably, which was a great way to end the tour um, before getting back. Um, and yeah, it was, it was something that I would say, if you can do it, do it because it's pretty incredible. Let's end this trail mix with a game. What game are we playing, Mike? Um, I think it's a game of elimination. Okay, great. Great. So it's it's a question, and it's mm-hmm. a really hard one. We did a lot of things while we were on Kauai, including things that are not included in this episode, like the hike to Secret Falls and the Kalalau Trail. So if you could pick only one thing to do, and this is helpful for maybe someone that's going to Kauai and doesn't have a lot of time, if you could pick only one thing to do on Kauai, um, what would that one thing be? The boat tour. The boat tour. I mean, you just get a view. You don't get from anywhere else. Yeah. I mean, unless you took a helicopter ride. Yeah. But we didn't do that. Yeah. And um, oh, that boat tour was... Yeah. That yeah. boat tour was that for me. That's yeah. That's the choice I'm, I'm making. Okay. What about for you? I think for me, as difficult as it was, I think the Kalalau Trail, because this Libra's angry that I didn't check that off my list completely. We can partially check it off of our list. There isn't any FOMO about it, but like, I do feel like there is something so satisfying about like reaching the terminal point. And I think that despite its difficulty, if you had great weather, and not that our weather was poor by any means, but if it was a sunny day and you know, gorgeous the entire time, I think you would have been like just wowed the and entire And you had your out. iodine pills. And when you had your iodine pills. Yes. And a like bedroll of some sort yeah. would have been helpful. Yeah. But no, we'll, we'll get back. Yeah. And we'll finish it. Yeah. Um, but we'll camp. Yes. We'll yes. Camp. We'll camp. You'll have to get over that. Well, oh yeah, that's fine. Yeah. I'm slowly getting over it. Yeah. Yeah. This has been Trail Mix by Gaze at the National Parks, the podcast. And we're here to remind you to hike early and hike often and that adventure is always out there. 
Gaze at the National Parks was created and is hosted by Dustin Ballard and Michael Ryan. All original artwork featured on Instagram is by Michael Ryan. This episode was edited by Dustin Ballard. To view more images from this episode, follow us on Instagram at Gaze at the National Parks. To contact us, email us at gazeatthenationalparks at gmail.com. To learn more about Kauai and anything that we've discussed on the podcast, visit our website at gazeatthenationalparks.com. All original music was written by Dave Seaman and performed by Dave Seaman, Mariella Klinger, and Sean Sklios. Our music producer is Skylar Fordgang. We would like to acknowledge that while hiking and exploring the island of Kauai, we were on the traditional lands of the Kaneka Oweevee people. 